Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a loman ale, and remember, no droids allowed us only our video only welcome ladies and gentlemen to the cantina here on the uh on the genreverse podcast network and uh genreverse podcast youtube channel so wherever you get your podcast from and uh uh the youtube channel like share follow subscribe all of those good things leave us some reviews thumbs up down comments uh lrmonline.com go there every day for for all of the stories that we're about to talk about usually and then of course um uh all your other entertainment news needs and opinions i'm kyle that's cam shockey is he's at dragon con isn't he and that where he's at i think so i think i think shockey might be at at dragon con uh or at least he's in in georgia if i if i recall correctly supporting uh supporting uh that thing anyways and and no we're not trying to be secret i just can't remember that book uh is it tim or mike's book i can't it's, remember it's sorry tim, it's tim, sorry it's, tim, it's tim's new comic book yeah um, i think that's what they're there really support yeah, supporting yeah, promoting yeah. It and stuff, so um yeah. and uh not a not a whole lot of star wars stuff to discuss today it's kind of been a, a lax week disney's letting uh warner brothers spend some time in the <laughs> in the spotlight while uh letting she hulk run which i know you guys are here for star wars you can check out the uh she hulk reviews on on marvel multiverse mayhem but i do have to ask him how are you liking she hulk second episode did you watch it it's all right right. i'm kind of there it's like it's it's good it's not great i told nick on on the episode two review it's good it's it's not a it's not an a nick but it's it's a good solid B. It's all right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Considering I didn't think I would like it, I think it's okay. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, but back to the to the galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. The the big upcoming thing besides Disney uh, Plus Day next month, which you know, we're 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 sure to get something. We we don't know what. It might just be a do you, uh, do you graphic. Remember? Remember? Uh, I was gonna make. I'm gonna make my joke. Let me finish the joke. It might just be a, a graphic for a show like uh, Ahsoka that's seen in some video full of graphics, and and that'll be it. But we might get something like that. Yeah, <laughs> the bad yeah, bat shit that they erased. Yeah. <laughs> or so. Uh, but we we are gonna be get, getting Andor uh, next month, and uh, that is that is something that well you would you would hope is set in stone, but. Again, Warner Brothers in the spotlight moving things, and Disney did move this once already. Yeah, I can't see it moving again. Oh, I got it. I hope not. But we did get a a new clip from Andor uh, uh, talking about uh, stealing from the Empire, and it's got uh, one of the Scars guards, Stellan. Is it Stellan? Is that the dad? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's Stellan. It's it features his character and uh, Cassian uh, discussing how Cassian can procure stuff, and it's a it's a good clip, man. Um, 
I'll play it for everyone where you can see it, but you won't be, be able to necessarily hear it. But Cam, what do you think of this clip? I never put too much stock in sort of clips that they released beforehand. I think I only watched it just once and off, you know, on a phone, you know, so mm. no, no particularly great thoughts on it. But, you know, it just goes along with everything that I've seen looks good so far from Andor. Um, I've not really seen anything that's made me think negatively in any way so far from anything I've seen, and that includes the clip. I I think what I what I really noticed in here was the room. I'm not gonna lie, it's the set, it's the feel of of this production. The dialogue's fine. It feels like you, what you would expect in a in this type of of scene. Uh, we've heard some of this dialogue in in the trailers all already, but it did give me a little bit more because it's it's a steady scene. It's not a trailer where you're going. Uh, back and forth back and forth it gave me a little bit more of a feel for the well well the feel of this show like the the texture of it the the legitimate feel of the show hitting your your eyes and, and your senses and you can't have I'm, to feel like you're really in some galaxy far far away and some yeah. star wars shows haven't always done that recently this I agree. does feel like that you know and so that that made me happy man um it really did. Uh, it's it's an exciting idea coming about at the wrong freaking time after spending too much damn time in this area of Star Wars. Mm. So for me, uh, I've said this on the show uh, several times, this really has to be a home run. This for me is like uh, uh, how Obi-Wan was... was for some people, not where I love it that much, but where it needs to be, it needs to be high or it's just not, not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. I don't want, I don't want this to fizzle out like Kenobi did. Um, I'll laugh my, my ass off if this is loved more than Kenobi, but I, I hope it's good re regardless, but that did give be. me um, good feels. There's potential there. I think it, the feeling I get from it is that it's a mature show. It's not mm -hmm. really aimed at kids. It's aimed for the more mature Star Wars fans. I could be wrong on that, but that's the feel you get from it. And certainly the things that we're hearing from, like Sir Tony Gilroy, um, is kind of aiming towards a more mature show. And I think we need that at the moment. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed, but, you know, I'm hoping that it will be a, a very good show. And I think one of the things that we're going to go on to talk about is it's it's finite as well. You know, they've, they've got a specific window and a specific idea of how they're going to do this. And, and sometimes that can work for a show as well because we know we are only going to get two seasons worth. Yeah, even though they, they originally thought and had even said and and from, from the looks of it on the surface, I don't... Uh, no, they actually did say it was going to be five seasons, right? Does Gilroy talk about that? The idea about that? was originally, like, like pre-filming and everything, that they were going to do five seasons, like five years. So it, what yeah. this, the, both seasons will represent five, five years. Five years, right? but we're, we're definitely getting but season two more condensed. they realized they didn't need to do that. Yeah, so, and remember, it's a 12-episode season as well, so... It's beyond what you would normally expect, so that's going to allow them to do that. And there will be time jumps. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's talked about how, like, the show's maybe coming three threes. episode yeah. blocks. Yeah, 
and there, there could then be gaps. Obviously, there could be a gap, obviously, between season one and season two, but there could also be gaps between these sort of episode blocks as well, where you kind of jump forward in time. And that's a kind of interesting idea in itself, you know. So um, I definitely think it's better to try and kind of cram it all in and get that story out there than it would have been to drag it almost over a five season kind of thing and plus what yeah. would illegal Luna be by the time they finished it you know because oh, five yeah. seasons takes what eight years maybe seven to, to eight easy yeah it was and uh, and the only my only kind of hope for for our fear for season two if you will is feeling that pressure but still three episodes is a is a lot of time to, to tell a story, and especially if these push their 30 to 45 minutes. I don't know if these are all like pre-set in we stone to only be an idea we, of that. Yet. Yeah. So, we, so I was say, there, there's plenty of time to tell a good story and you don't need to know every little finite thing about a, an entire year, you know, having a, a story element that takes place over a few, few days. I mean, <sighs> It's it's going to be dangerous because it could easily feel rushed, but I'm I'm hopeful, and there's always hope, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Rebellions are built on hope. One would say even yeah, you know, maybe even. Um, what else did uh, Tony say about uh, the seasons? Um, yeah, so there was uh, a recent and... interview that uh, Tony Gilroy had done with the playlist. They released it as a couple of different interviews, but. The first thing he talked about is basically how the show is going to end, which kind of seems strange, but given that there is the Rogue One movie that comes after this, it does kind of make sense. So, so Tina Gilroy basically said, yeah, I mean, our final scene of the show is no secret. It's going to be Cassian walking across the tarmac to get in the ship, to go to the rings of Catherine, to go and meet Daniel Mays. That's uh, the informant character that Cassian mm. kills in Rogue One because he's become a liability, he's going there. So, like, it's going to go right into Rogue One kind of thing, you know, because this is kind of Cassian's story, how I got there, rather than having some dramatic end to it that exists on its own. Um, I mean, it does, just, it does make a lot of sense, but the way, the way Gilroy put it was, I mean, when you watch the History Channel shows and whatever, uh, what's the story? Well, you know how it's going to turn out and still why mm -hmm. did that happen? You know, and yeah, that's interesting. It's the kind of way of all prequels and, and story, stories that are built within certain timelines that we have to accept that. Um, that's, that's the kind of prequel thing. But because it's just got that kind of one film, if you like, you'd he didn't really get a lot of Cassian in Rogue One, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's a character, but, you know, Jammer's talked about this before, sorry, Janet, um, <laughs> to say, like, that he doesn't feel any of the characters in Andor really are fully realised, they don't have full arcs. Mm -hmm. And while I like Rogue One more than he does, I can kind of see that point, yeah. you know, um, Cassian just kind of shows up, does what he does not you know, there's there isn't a lot of real character development. There's there's little bits, but not much. So to kind of see where that character come from could be quite an interesting story. It also could yeah. be rubbish, but I'm more excited. To, it feels as if we're getting to see things from the Empire's point of view a lot in yeah. this show as well, and I'm kind of excited about that side of things. Um, Gilroy like did the... also talk about an exit strategy, but I don't know. You've got to see something else there. Sorry. Oh no! I was just uh, gonna say when it when it comes to the the whole 
uh, Empire point of view, it's it's one of those things that I I miss most about the EU was the all the time you got to to spend with Im- Imperials, spend with the bad guys to to see the the inner workings and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We just we we'll get a little snippet with you know some some uh, dialogue ex- exposition from uh, uh, a char- character like Riva, but that's that's it you know it's actually I, kind I'm of hoping this is more what i liked about rogue one was the empire stuff as well you know mm-hmm. Krenny was phenomenal and you know there was a lot of time spent with him and tarkin and what was going on behind the scenes as well in rogue one you know from their point of view so yeah i'm looking forward to that that carrying on if you like carrying on but but coming before if you yeah. know what i mean he also talked about you know why it was important to have an exit strategy you know to plan when they were going out and this is where he talks about the kind of the three show structure if you like so um so we have a really cool narrative thing we're going to do um because we have blocks of three that we shoot the show in and more of a production thing really it was for directors but a lot of our shows lined up like that the director comes in and does three episodes at a time or in a row but we realized we couldn't possibly make a show for five years it was just physically impossible like going to mars or something which kind of tells you why they were bringing it down he says they were in scotland i've heard of that country before but i don't know much about it <laughs> i don't uh, know anything about it uh, I, I hear uh, ireland is better but whatever so i've heard that but who knows um and he says, you know, oh my God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> almost this is a funny quote for being in Scotland. Uh, oh my God, how do we get out of here? How are we going to get out? What's our exit strategy? And then we realised, oh my God, we have four years and we have four blocks. And I went home and I came back with, you know what, we're not coming back to Scotland all the time. So we're going to cut it down and we're going to come back for part two. And we're going to jump a year, etc., etc. he says, and, and then we'll come back after that. Now, I'm sure he, what he wasn't referring to was really spending time in Scotland. Although, you never know, the weather's not great. I was going to um, say, man, I remember Europe. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's quite north for Europe as well. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but I think more of what they're saying is they just it just wasn't going to work. They, they, you know, they needed to to do something different. And while they were filming it, you know, they came up with the strategy to kind of do this a little bit different and, and kind of cut it all down. So they'd say that it's a year later, all this shit's happened, but we're going to come back for a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday, and then we're going to jump a year. Then we're going to do like five, six, seven days and jump a year. And then we're going to do two weeks and jump a year. Then the final block, we're going to come back to be the last five days before walk one, if that makes sense. So, you know, just before he goes off to that thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that we, we want to learn, you know, uh, what that what that deal was and and how how it all goes down and and everything leading up up to it is all all interesting and and what really kind of as as much as Jan, Janet had it right that you know the characters don't get a, a lot of development. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I do appreciate what they did with Rogue One overall, which was yeah. these characters we we know nothing about them. And they don't exist any anymore. Let's kill them all off. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Rogue One. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um, that that makes sense. But it also, they did well enough, especially with, with the Andor characters specifically, to lay down little things. Lines like where when he's talking ab- about, you know, you don't know the horrible things I've I've done. And, and, and you mm. know, I can, I you know, this has to be done for, for the rebellion. And, uh, uh, when he doesn't shoot, uh, Galen or, or so on the, on the platform, all, all of those little moments that they gave 
Diego Luna's character they gave to Andor made it was the where this is available. Yeah, they, they made that. this are available. They made this show possible through Rogue One by saying, Well, yeah, we, we don't we don't have a, a lot to say or do with this character. There is a lot going into him and and uh 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 De Diego Luna talked about uh, a backstory that he had helped come up with and and worked with. Uh, I think it was Gilroy on uh, mm. Rogue One, and he said, you know, we we brought that stuff up again. Uh, this was a while ago, and in some past inter interview, he said he got to bring up some of the things that were in his mind as as the character that they had they had worked on back for Rogue One. So, like I said, it's it's got a little bit working against it where I'm I'm just tired of being in this era of Star Wars, but it is some of the things that I I think it's <coughs> potentially going potentially going to cover some of the things that I really liked about old Star Wars. So, yeah. I'm cautiously excited, Cam. <laughs> That's probably a good way to put it. So the it's last the thing way to from, put it. from kind of this interview that was probably relevant is that Gilroy said that he will not be directing any episodes of season two. Now, if you remember, originally Gilroy was also supposed to direct season one as well. Then COVID hit and for whatever reason he, he couldn't direct. So they hired directors and they brought mm -hmm. really, some really good directors actually. Um, very experienced people and they brought them in to do these kind of blocks um, and I think well, I'll read what, what you know his quote but you know what Gilroy's essentially saying is it was a blessing in disguise you know when he did that he realised that that was better because then he was seeing them interpret things in ways that he hadn't imagined them being interpreted and it gave just that little bit more flavour to what he was seeing so when it came to season two it was like no we we basically do the same thing again so he said basically said season two uh i'm not when he was asked if he would direct any episodes uh um how was i even going to i mean covid kind of saved the show because i was so ignorant naive about how difficult and how huge it was going to be um I mean, I had no clue, and if I directed, I mean, it would have been, I don't know what would have happened to the show. The job I have to do now is so all-consuming and so much more than that. It's just not a good use of my time to be on the set all, at all. And the directors that we get, they come, they're energised, they're ambitious, and so I can take it all the way down and do the whole thing, and they come in with that new hunger that you really need. They come in with that extra little thing. Um, and it's very exciting to wake up because my days are out of New York. It'll be five o'clock in the morning, wake up, turn on dailies and go, wow, I wouldn't have shot that that way. That's, wow, look what they did, right? So, no, I'm not directing. I can't. Um, I want to come back and direct something else later on, but I can't do it now. The job's just too big um, and I just can't afford the time. So, yeah, it seems... I mean, what I said when I covered this story was... Um, you know, almost a Yoda-like line. It shows great wisdom to dispense with ego and admit one's own limits, you know, mm -hmm. because kind of that's, that's what you need to do. You know, it's not about, no, I need to be the name that says director on this. It needs to be entirely my vision. He was kind of willing to give up some control in order to focus on what he yeah. really wanted to do and let other people bring their vision in it as well. It's something that just creates the nice... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Creative atmosphere that can that yeah. can make a, a show or a story really kind of tick as well. So it makes it makes me wonder. And of course, timing these things are filmed well before we're having these uh, uh, conversations. Mm. But 
I do compare Man- Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett to Obi-Wan Kenobi a lot with the whole fact that you got multiple directors on on the former and one director all encompassing all powerful uh showrunner director uh and i think she co- co-wrote some stuff or maybe not maybe not i don't know the the script well, i won't even go, go there but she she was the she was the she director was for before all of was yeah, finished, yeah. Certainly. Um, and we'd have um, had some seeing the way things yeah. went. But I think I can understand why they did it for Obi Wan Kenobi in the way because it was it was designed as as almost like one long movie. You right, know? right. But was it did it necessarily pan out? And like I said, timing. No. There's there's no way Obi Obi Wan and, and and reception had anything to do with. What they're doing with with Andor because they were both in 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 production at various times at this same time, oh, but it Andor is something started in my before Obi Wan, but finished right. after it because exactly it was location shot. And there, but there there is that thought in the back of my mind. Like I said, I compare them myself, and I go maybe the the uh, old adage of too many uh, too many heads. Maybe it's about having the right amount of multiple heads instead of <laughs> just one well, with, with Star Wars. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to, to see. True. I mean, if you look at Star Wars as a whole, the prequels were worse because George Lucas had so had much all, power all, and didn't really power. have the kind of people around about him that he did have previously. Not that he didn't want them back, but a few of them were a bit kind of like bummed out that he got all the fame, he got all the power, he got all the money, you know, from Star Wars. And they were, you know, Gary Kurtz specifically is the one I'm thinking of. And I don't think he was particularly interested in coming back for the prequels. Lawrence Kasdan was asked to come back. He didn't want to come back and work with Lucas for the prequels either. Um, whereas he was willing to come back for, for Solo, you know. So it's... Um, yeah，you know，I think you're right。Ultimately，is what uh, that's what I'm saying。I think you're right，absolutely。So if we find in the right people, and you need when you even if you are the person in charge, you need people that will say, "Well, I think this is a great idea. I don't, I don't like your idea,
it's kind of hard to get used to that sometimes with Star Wars. Yeah, so. I, I'll I'll also say Marvel had uh, especially with Phase Two and Three, pretty much almost all bangers, almost all yeah, bangers. Yeah, Iron yeah. Man Three, yeah. Four, Two, sure. And like you said, the, they, the they sheer amount at the right time, right? The know? sheer amount that they they put out, you expect some some bad ones. But now look at at Marvel's content. There's there's been a, a drastic drop in quality and and QAQC qual, quality assurance and and quality control, and that goes up and down everywhere mm -hmm. from uh, mid level managers at VFX not making sure their their crews are properly taken care of to the outrageous shit at the very top coming down. Uh, that that trickles down to filming crews and VFX crews that that make them work on you know in in cramped timelines and and things I like mean, that. When you're trying to get but that much stuff out, I I I understand. But I I don't before. I don't you have like. To pay for it, I, I, I yeah, and I don't pay for the hours and pay the people that they yeah. staff. And sometimes you think you can't blame Marvel for everything. So sometimes you've got to blame whoever's running some of these visual visual oh, yeah. companies. Because yeah, like I said, saying, the middle middle managers down there. Want, yeah, you know, for this, and then they're saying, right, we, we're not going to hire any more staff because we want to make some nice profits. All of you get this work yeah. done within this time scale. You know, Marvel can't be blamed for that, but you know, it's you can totally understand why dates keep shifting, and people get so annoyed when dates shift, yeah. don't they? Oh, I'm so annoyed that this has been delayed, and it's like. Well, just, you know, be patient, man. It's, it's okay. It's not like this has been delayed indefinitely because we, we have yeah. no issues of story here, which does happen from time to time. But if there's going to be delays, there's going to be delays because I would rather things are delayed till they put yeah. finishing touches on than they rush stuff out and then we get a bad product. If they put finishing touches on it. <laughs> some some CGI I mean, in Marvel is I don't just I don't just mean yeah, the visual I know, effects. I, I mean, I know editing, sound, well, yeah. everything. Yeah, uh, light and balancing. Blue like light was like awful. Obi Wan could have done with another month in the editing suite. Does, does that make sense to you? Like, and they should have had someone. Whoever, whoever their color grader, and I, I know my guys. I don't know how to do color grading, but I know what looks good, and I, I know what doesn't look good. And blue is a weird thing to film digitally and then see with our eyes uh i can't explain it all but tr trust me it's it's different and the the amount of blue they they had on set may have looked lo a lot less than what ends up on camera on 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 i don't want to call it film but on vid video oh. um and i just with digital dailies and stuff like that, I, I, it just it bugged me, man. It bugged me, and like I said, I don't I don't like to settle. I don't believe I should have to settle. I I don't. There, well, you there's do. excuses. There's a. You have to settle because the show is well, what. Our yes, I have to. What is. What I'm saying I don't. I shouldn't to have to. Is to criticize it if you think it's worth criticizing. Right. Yeah. Well, that that's what I'm kind of getting at. Is we 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 are used to getting one thing, and. Then we're not getting we're not getting it we're not getting the same quality and it go, goes from writing to, to editing like you said beyond uh, uh, visual effects um, even music everyone was so stoked about the Kenobi music especially with uh, 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 Williams coming back mm -hmm. dude overall the music for Kenobi through and through even the the new theme that that uh, Williams wrote 
was relatively forgettable. It was good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not calling it bad. It was just like the sequel. It's like the sequel trilogy. How many songs do you really recall? It was kind of like they said, let's make a new score rather than bring back some of the old tunes. It's like they have this weird thing where they won't use the Imperial March because it never come out till Empire Strikes Back. But it's like, do we care that Empire Strikes Back came out? when I was two years old. Do you know what I mean? You weren't yeah. even born when Empire Strikes Back came out. So from our conscious, you know, the Empire, the Imperial March is, is part of Star Wars and maybe the best piece of music that was they ever created. Into the, they worked it into the prequels in yeah. little ways, in more yeah. ways than we got in. in the, yeah. And like I said, I, I kind of... Those where that kind of really works. Yeah, you know, and... Boom. Look at the sequel trilogy, you know? Great music, but it's. I I remember more of the prequel trilogy songs than I do the sequel trilogy songs. Yeah, Ray's theme yeah. is good. Ray's theme is good. Don't get me wrong. Ray's yeah, theme is good. And um, yeah. after that, it's it's kind of like yeah, the music yeah, is good. We're not. Remember? Yeah, we're not calling it bad. It's and, just you know. I mean, maybe we've not watched the them enough. Resist, though, March of the Resistance or whatever is okay, I mean, but even that's not How many not times have we watched banging. the original Star Wars? So the music oh, yeah. sticks in your head, right? You know it. You know, I mean, maybe not quite to the level I do where I could tell you the piece of music and exactly what scene it was for one of the, the oh, old I, trilogy I, films. I could. <laughs> but, you used to have all know, the scripts memorized just about. Just if, about. If, if I've only watched maybe... Force Awakens, let's say three or four times, five times, mm-hmm. maybe tops. Um, Last Jedi twice, mm-hmm. uh, Rise of Skywalker twice. I'm not mm-hmm. going to remember music from that. So the fact that maybe Ray's theme even sticks in my head because it was one of the few concerts that we had all the way through. Not just that, it actually is a well put together yeah, and, and memorable piece. It's memorable. I, like I've had this conversation when we uh, review anime. Uh, some people will get ballistic over me calling some music as par for par for course meaning that it's good it's not bad it is good it's serviceable right i i enjoyed it it did not take away from my experience but uh but it it doesn't add to the experience either and i feel like a lot of things in in star wars these days because they're they're just willing to to let all of these little pieces kind of become meh just to get more out there and i don't think you necessarily have to do that and if anything the you and i have even mentioned and others have mentioned that maybe there is too much star wars hell even disney said there was too much star wars when they put a put a halt on the rest of the uh uh, star wars story movies and we all know that was just an excuse you know but um because they they want more star wars because it's making money um but yeah um Director, I just um, wish Damon people Lindelof wouldn't be said that he kind of felt there was too much Marvel at the moment as well. And that, I know, can agree with that too. It's hard to the quality disagree is with it. Um, meh. <laughs> but I'm still being entertained, you know, nine times out of ten with Marvel. Um, Maybe seven times out of ten. <laughs> Miss, okay. Miss Marvel, a lot of misses on that. Falcon and Winter Soldier really dropped the ball, especially in the in the second half. Yeah. Uh, WandaVision had its issues, even though I did enjoy that one more I than mo- most people. What if, what had about, what, maybe four of the ep- episodes were, I think, were good? I, the I, I mean, <laughs> Moon Knight, I I like Midnight, but you it know it was good, but I it wasn't wasn't as great as it could have been. Where I've seen that, an issue with Marvel, Hawkeye. Movies, when they do the movies, the movies are 
that much bigger and better than the TV shows. Really, not anymore. You know, Eternals was crap. That. Black Black Widow Again, was I pointless. I enjoyed the uh, Eternals more than Black Widow. Mm. I like Song Chi, but hey, we're I back on Marvel. Yeah, Damn. yeah. yeah. But, but the point is, you know, we don't have any movies to compare to yeah. Star Wars at the moment because it's been so long since we, we had, you know, movies out. And we, I mean, you maybe listen to this and you like the sequels. You know, there are crazy people out there and we encourage, you know, crazy people to watch our show yes. as well. But but Kel and I didn't like those sequels. From the most part, we didn't agree We absolutely ever. We didn't like about it because we felt differently about each film at some times, but as an overall mm-hmm. product, we didn't like it. Um, and it's hard. It just the, 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 the bare bones of what made that sequel trilogy didn't work for us. And when the bare bones, the foundation doesn't work, doesn't matter that it was pretty because it was really pretty. Nope. It doesn't matter that they had a yep. really good cast because they did have a really good cast. They sure did. Um, doesn't even matter the dialogue is is matter. better than most oh, of. Yeah, uh, yeah, the dialogue. Most of it is better than. Better than the prequels. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't These matter. Things are all better. Awful overall. The foundation just is a is a void, and that's the problem yeah. with those those films. Um, and I think we, we do have a foundation like in the Mandoverse, they're building a, mm-hmm. a story that isn't really too, or doesn't seem to be massively connected to I think they're going to hint at things that build into the sequel trilogy but it's really, mm-hmm. it's all about Mandalore really at the moment um, maybe a so-called going a slightly different direction right enough, but um, that's where you kind of feel that they're building their own story just within a time window Um Whereas Obi-Wan is kind of so intrinsically connected to the Skywalker saga, it's, you know, if you're saying, right, what's the Star Wars Skywalker saga, you couldn't take Obi-Wan Kenobi out, could you? You could take Rogue One out, because is it really, it's it's a connected directly before A New Hope, but is it important to the overall? But actually, the way they made Obi-Wan Kenobi, it kind of becomes important, because it's supposed to define how you then see what happens later on um and that's that's why i think we set maybe a higher bar for it in some ways as well because it did have the it did have advantages over all these other shows because it's bringing back heavyweight characters how many mm-hmm. shows get to use darth vader in his prime and get to yeah. have darth vader fight obi-wan Kenobi? you know that's not really and we don't want it to happen again because it should be such a rare event and our issue with obi-wan was always that there was greatness there. It was, you know, it was almost like the director credit line. We were this close to close. To, to, to power, you know, to, to greatness. Just didn't quite make it at the end, and that's nope. the annoying thing about that show because it could have been really, really done. Just yeah, a little bit more care and attention, almost. And like I've like I've said, I almost I would almost prefer outright trash to just so you can dis- ignore to it. disappointment. Yeah. But I can't yeah. even d- ignore it. Like I said, you know, Jammer's yeah. always like, "Oh, you, you, you could just ignore the rest of the sequel trilogy and enjoy the the Last Jedi, his favorite Star Wars movie, weirdo Janet." Uh, but um, I can't I ignore that Rise of I can't, I can't, I can't ignore Rise of Skywalker as canon. It it happens after every everything else. I can't ignore that. I I cannot watch Empire and Jedi without realizing how yeah. shitty they they crapped all yeah. all over all my over boys whole... all over my boys story, man. Yeah. 
it's it's Anakin's story and he's just not existing. And, uh, and, and Papa Palpatine's sto- story. What are you talking about? And it, yeah, and it almost feels like it became Papa Palp's story, and yet he was only in. Six Return films of the, out of nine yeah. he was in, and one of them was like, hello, goodbye. You know, yep. um, so that's that's not a lot of time for a character that, you know, so it's not it's not about Palpatine, but they made it be about Palpatine. And I oh, had just so many mistakes. But yeah, that's the thing about Rise of Skywalker. And uh, um, they panicked. They tried to, to kind of do something that they thought would connect to the, the, yeah. the Skywalker saga and make it an end to that. And they, what they did instead was ruin it. Yep, they they thought we were dumb. We weren't. Some of you are. Some of us are. Not all of us. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's gonna do do it for today. Uh, join us next week for more Star Wars talk. As long as there's some actual some news, news to yeah. yeah, some news to to discuss. We can usually get into good conversations like uh, we did today. But uh, it'll be fun to have uh, some new stuff to talk uh, new stuff to talk about for for Star Wars. It almost makes you wonder like before this before uh uh the sequel trilogies started up again my like how did star wars youtube and and stuff survive well i wasn't no they weren't doing weekly shows like we do yeah, because no. i mean you just wouldn't do that there wasn't enough to, to talk about you know yeah. um more some like get guests in that had some connection to star wars speak about it you know it was yeah. that kind of deal so um, but you guys can check out all sorts of content, even if there there isn't any Star Star Wars content here on the uh, genre. Podcast. We'll just bring Shorty back, and we'll just argue with him. Argue with. We'll bring up pretty much stuff, so. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we we've got uh, all sorts of other shows. We've mentioned the Marvel Multiverse Mayhem, which does uh, Marvel news and and reviews. We've got Anime Versal reviews and AVR Squared, which is anime re, uh, reactions, uh, genre shot trailer reactions, daily cup of genre, uh, breaking geek, uh, breaking geek radio, the podcast, all of those up on the YouTube channel, everything except for the reactions goes up in audio format, wherever you get your, your podcast from in general, uh, um, Apple, Spotify, sound, SoundCloud for one more day. Uh, if you're listening to this, the 26th uh, is the last day we publish new stuff on SoundCloud. After that, Google, Spotify, Apple, uh, Sounder.fm, all of those will be getting our uh, podcast. All the other ones already did, but Sounders are new, uh, our new, new hotness. And then uh, all the written stuff, all of the reviews, celebrity interviews, uh, write-ups for the podcast, links for the podcast, everything else you can imagine in inter- entertainment news. Uh, is on lrmonline.com so go there click on some stuff read some stuff join us in the comments talk talk to us about what's what's on your mind and and what you think about the the stories and and what's going on in the podcast and yeah you guys can hop over to our our discord there's a link in the description box below uh we've got all sorts of stuff going on in in there rooms for everything you can imagine rooms uh specifically for the podcast hop in there and and chit chat with us Uh, a lot of good fun stuff stuff, show and reverse stuff are all in there that's where we talk to each other about movies with all the other all of of our conversations are right here so check all check all that out cam anything else you wanted to throw out don't think so you can find me my details are on the screen if you're watching if you're listening on podcast it's at lrm underscore cam please feel free to reach out let us know what you like what you don't like or if you're interested in doing some work with us at some point we're always looking for new contributors so please feel free to give me a shout or, or kale 
Um, yep. You know, it doesn't matter which one of us you contact. All right, guys, I'm at that column alone on Twitter, and uh, we'll see you next time. May the... <sighs> I hate it when it when it stops before I can even get, get the words out. May the force be with you. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.